てならかいたうかとは<笑>プンプンプンプンユンいえ、キャラファーのノーマーハリマーチマウリマリニー。What was that? Sorry, guys, we can't quite afford those、uh, professional sound effects as we are definitely on a budget and listening so to our own advice. So we're just free tuning an intro now. Is it going to be the same on every single podcast? No, I can change it every time. And Kahu's, Kahu's going to do the next one. I will not be doing the next one. All right. Well, my name is Tama. And my name is Tekahukura. We are Māori Millionaire. No my Heidi, my Fano. So today we are getting straight into it. Our episode today is a step by step guide to building financial independence for beginners. So I've had so many people DM me and message me and they ask, How do I start? And it's quite, you know, when I'm trying to reply to these people, I'm like, Uh, I don't know, you know. Well, it's actually a really long message to reply to them. So, and it's getting a bit hoha. So, I thought I would write, oh, do a podcast today and explain how I think、uh, you can start your journey with personal finance.、Um, so, this journey can be started at any time for any person. And the first one is. No, you don't have to be rich to start. I've had so many people complain saying that the stuff I'm talking about is unrealistic and they have bills to pay and things like that. And I totally get the struggle.、Uh, but the point is, is that、uh, creating excuses for not meeting your goals isn't going to get you anywhere. So when there's a hurdle, when there's a problem, you've got to find a way to get through it.、Um, Or over it, or around it. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's the first one?、Um, the first one would be to save a $1,000 emergency fund so you don't get into those high interest consumer debt traps. I'd call them traps because the interest gets up over the years. The longer you leave it there, the more you pay. So, Get those consumer debts paid off and make sure you have a $1,000 emergency fund. And this fund can vary person to person. Like, I'd probably say for us uni students, Kahu, just especially when you're on your own or something, you may not need as much money as a full whano would. Yeah, yeah. How much is in yours? um I'm $500. <laughs> yeah, I've got. $1,000 in my emergency fund,、um, and that's just for if I don't know if if there's a tangihanga and I need a、um, koha money, and if I don't have any money in my normal account, then you know that money can go towards that. If we're going on an unexpected trip, then the money for gas.、Um, sometimes there's just things that come up that you can't plan for. Car breaks, fridge breaks, anything breaks. Exactly. And I'm not even, I don't even have a credit card because,、um, but I've actually applied for credit cards.、Um, and Decline. <laughs> I think it's because I don't have a credit score 
I'm too young and I don't have a sufficient income. So no one wants to give me a credit card. Um, so if there's any bankers out there who doesn't mind sharing a little credit card with me, no my hearty my. Um, so yeah, that's the first one is save your one thousand dollar emergency fund. This is going to prevent you from going into high interest consumer debt. On the off chance that you do have high interest consumer debt, so this is things like laptops, um, personal loans from like loan sharks. So, what are they called, Tama? Like moolah, yeah, those ones. How many? How many or how many or something? Those ones. <laughs> yeah, they just they really. There's a lot of hidden stuff that people don't read in the ten pages they give you to click accept and. Yeah. I've heard I've heard cases of people paying five times what their original loan was. Yeah. And, and there's no way out of it. Yeah, and they have monthly fees like service fees, admin fees, all of those things. Don't trust a fee a fee just because they can put a fee. Yeah. And a fee for having a fee. Just all these random fees Barney. Stay away from it. Yeah, don't trust the ads. They say they're there to help you but they're not and they're just ripping Farno off all across the nation who don't know any better um so do not get into that stuff if you do need money what do you think people should do um if you're i think if you're a trusting person and you you're an honest person maybe consider asking a whanau member yeah i think that's a good idea but but if you don't pay that one back you that that can ruin relationships yeah um or friends these ones, it's really tricky because you don't want to be um, considered a burden for your whanau. Um, but at the end of the day, we are all here to help each other. And um, a lot of your whanau probably would give it when you think about it. Some of them wouldn't. Some of them can't. Some of them can but choose not to. But, you know, it's the whakaro that counts. So, yeah, number one, save a $1,000 emergency fund. Number two. Pay off all high interest consumer debt. Number three. Number three is make sure you save up and have a safety net. Safety net is just a big cushion or big net made up of money that catches you if anything goes wrong. If you if you were to lose your job, you have to think about how you're gonna survive when you look for your next job, or if if you need if you have unexpected medical bills or you anything breaks just anything really that would require the assistance of money that's great yeah i think the fourth one is to do research so these are some of the things that i consider really important things to be researching the first one is stock market cycles. So, Tom is probably a better person to talk about this since you study business or finance. Have you covered this yet? A little bit. Yeah, do you want to tell people about that? Um, Just in terms of how long you invest your money for. Is that what you mean? Yeah, so um, how the stock market operates and it goes up and down. And what do those cycles entail and what does that mean for us as investors? Yeah, so 
Yeah, it's... I would definitely recommend, as we have said in previous videos, going for the, um... For well-known uh, investment stocks, like the S&P 500, or... I think there's another one when it's like the top 50 businesses of New Zealand, and those businesses have good track records and always get you money back because the stock market is always going up and always going down and you have the potential to make a lot of money and lose a lot of money. Yeah, so I guess for me, the most important thing when it comes to investing is um, the possibility of losing money. I want to mitigate that as much as I can because, um, you know, we work hard for our money and we don't want to lose it. So making sure that you research everything before you put money into anything that's the most important thing that I could stress. When I was um, a lot younger, actually only two years younger, it wasn't even that long ago, <laughs> um, I got into this habit of uh, following lots of finance people on Instagram and, you know, things like that. And some of them weren't the best. And I remember being told to not do as they had posted um, by people like Tama. He told me not to. But good old Kahu decided to get into these pyramid schemes. One of them was a forex trading course, which I spent like $400 on the course. And this lady, she said she was from Hamilton. I actually think she was from Hamilton in New Zealand, but she moved to America. And she just like told me she was going to help me make money. And I was very gullible and I believed everything she said. If she said jump I would have and you know she said put $400 into my PayPal account and I did and that's what I'm saying not to do whanau don't trust those Instagrammy scammers guys I'm not trying to say anything I'm just sharing for getting rich is not going to be something that happens overnight there's no there's no shortcut there's no easy ticket okay yeah yeah if you ask anyone around you who has heaps of money, they're not going to say that they did a Forex course and made a million bucks over four weeks. It just doesn't happen. And if it does, they're lying. <laughs> or they're really onto it, but already lucky. So that's the... Researching is... Um, number four on my list because it's just so important before you put your money anywhere um another thing to research is index funds so what are index funds Tama? good little revision yeah um might have to go back to my notes for that one i'll leave the, I'll, I'll let co answer this one <laughs> so index funds are just like um managed funds and index funds are really important because they're basically um, a type of mutual fund or ETF that track the return of the market. And so I've written a article on Māori Millionaire about ETFs which goes through step by step what an ETF is and um, how you can buy them. So... An ETF, it stands for an exchange tracted fund, which is money which goes into a pool and then through that, the fund manager 
they buy different companies in different sectors, which means that your fund will be diversified. So diversification is really important. Do you want to explain that, Tama? Well, if I suppose that you, if you, his, most of us would have heard the saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket. So I'd say the same thing about investing. Don't put a hundred eggs into one, or don't put all your eggs in one stock. Separate it into different stocks because if you put all your eggs in this one stock and that one stock fails, you're gone. The money's gone. Whereas if you put 10 eggs into each ETF, then the money... If one of them fails, your other ones will still make money, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. ETFs can also be purchased or sold on a stock exchange the same way that regular stock can. So, an example of an ETF is the iShares Core S&P 500 ETF. So, I have... um, Oh, actually, it's marketed at around 450 USD for one share if you buy it through Sharesies. So that's like 650 New Zealand dollars. You don't need to buy a whole share. Um, if you have 20 bucks to invest each week, then just do $20 and then eventually you'll get to one share. Or you won't, it doesn't really matter. I have been doing it for a while and I've got 1.3 shares of the iShares Core S&P 500 ETF. So what this is, is a... It's basically one fund which holds 500 of the best companies in America. So they've got, I'm just going to make an example. That, um, if Tesla, Apple, um, what's another one? Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. Let's say, I don't even know what the airlines Microsoft. are. Yeah, Microsoft. And then just say an American... Boeing. Yeah, Boeing's a big one. Yeah, an American airline. So these are across different industries. So we have Tesla, so for cars, so transport um, on the ground. And then Apple, so technology. Um, the airlines, so that's international travel, so tourism. Um, you know, if they've spread it across different industries so that if, for example, um, another pandemic comes... So it's not COVID and it's called something else. It's called Orange. Then (laughs) if Orange comes and then nobody can travel overseas and your American airline drops and fails, you're still going to be okay because people still need technology during times like this and your investments aren't going to fail because you still have that money coming in from the different companies. That's why ETFs are really important because they diversify your funds, which is, it's basically something that's going to protect you when, so crashes are inevitable, so something's going to fail eventually, everything does. You know that saying, all good things come to an end? When a market is doing well, at some point or another, it will fail and you got to learn how to overcome that or find strategies that, um kind of keep you safe during that so what are some other things to study um probably just the market history 
So you can you can look back at how the market has performed in previous years, and there's there's definitely clear patterns. And I think there's one every so many few years the market crashes, and it always seems to come back up, whether that takes years or not. And you can go back and look at the last twenty years, and it's they're very clear patterns, similar, not exactly, but similar patterns of when the shares go up and when they go down, well, when the market goes up and down. I think um, one of the quotes that hit me the hardest um, investing was that the stock market has never had a crash it did not recover from. And so for me, that kind of makes me think if all my stocks were to fall and crash, that as long as I'm investing for the long term, I'm not going to lose money because eventually the stock market will recover and so too will my money. Um, so another thing to research is yourself. I think this one is really important and something that lots of finance people don't talk about. And I think the significance of this is is understanding your relationship with money and how you... Um, how you behave with money, how your childhood has influenced your financial behaviours, how growing up poor makes you have this, like, scarcity mindset. Is it scarcity or scarce? I don't actually know. Scarce? Yeah. Is it scarcity? I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, growing up poor, how that affects you, or growing up rich and how that might affect you, it just... I think that studying yourself is something really important to do. Yep. And um, just as we think of ending it up for the night, Fano, I'd just like to put a big mention to Kahu, who recently featured in the NZ Herald. So I'm scrolling through my phone because not much of us read newspaper these days, Fano, when you can just open up your phone, read it on there. And my Kahu man was still reads newspapers. Car pie. But get with the times Farno. and I saw Kahu on there with her Māori millionaire and it's just cool to see how how far Māori millionaire's gone and how how many people it's touched and reached and through these news articles multiple hint hint I think there's an appearance tomorrow but I'm just going to leave it there Farno. I think there's <laughs> another appearance but you'll find out our popo or yesterday, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's just one of those ones like top secret, like really top secret appearance. That's how knows. We'll just call it a media appearance. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know why you said we were ending the podcast. We're not. Oh, oh we were just I up to step four. I want, I want to go to sleep. <sighs> <laughs> No, it's alright, it's alright. Rich we'll... people don't sleep. The rich never sleep. Exactly. Okay. Number four, so so we're just going to do a quick recap for Tama. Uh, number one was save your $1,000 emergency fund. Number two was to pay off all high interest consumer debt, if you have any. Number three was to save your safety net. Number four was to do your research. Number five, what's number five? Increasing your income. So, 
just finding ways to get more money by creating a circle so, of like I don't know of of different side hustles. So you have your job, your side hustles. Um, you'd have your stock investing, and you would have. different income points i don't know where i read this but there's a study that um the average millionaire has seven streams of income and for the average person this sounds like a lot of different streams of income because we're kind of taught you know you go to school you work hard you go to uni and then you get a high paying job but that's just one stream of income and the issue with that is that especially for women um for us wahine if we leave work to um have baby then our income just totally gets wiped when our partner is still at work still building his career and by the time baby's old enough to go to kohanga then our career hasn't um become any better or it hasn't strengthened in any way Whereas our tani will be earning a lot more than us. And for wahine who don't have a tani, then you're worse off anyways because then no one in your your household income has any significant income. And so that's why it's really important to have multiple streams of income um, when you're trying to get started in your finance journey. So it can sound really difficult, but there are lots of ways that you can make money that aren't your generic ones. So, what Probably, well, just any product, really, you can start your own little business, whether that some, like, clothing products do quite well, or even if it's just, I don't know, baking cupcakes, post up on Facebook and selling them. I've actually recently been watching... Um, I've been seeing this girl on Facebook Marketplace. She creates these, like, um, key rings. And you know those fluffy... I actually have one. These fluffy, like, pink ball things. And they're, like, $2 at, like, Kmart or something. But she has, like, those. And, like, a little hand sanitizer, a little bottle opener, a torch. And then this, like, cute Nike tag thing. And it looks really cool. Like, and I actually considered buying one. But she's selling these for thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. Yeah, that's so like it's like twenty dollars profit. Exactly, and she has like ten different colors, and she has like them in red, black, green, like every single color. And I'm just thinking about how much money she would be making, selling these. Like she's probably just she's probably like a twelve year old at home, just in her bedroom making these, and then mum's like, "Honey, dinner's ready." And she comes out and just has all this money from selling her little keychains. She probably doesn't even have keys herself. But she's making bank selling keychains. Um, there was another one. Wait, so it was Valentine's Day. Do you want to share the Valentine's one, Tama? No, because then it gives away Valentine's. No, because then, you, then you'll know I didn't do it. I already know you didn't do it. So if, if any of you ever forget... When it's Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, or Father's Day, or whatever, there's normally on Facebook Marketplace, 
these last minute gift hampers that cost about 20 bucks to make but cost you about 40 to 50 bucks and when you're running late and you need something done fast and you're not a very arty crafty person like me and you can't really tie it all up like a big bow tie looking cute thing so you go and pick one of these up and i think that's a really good side hustle aiko well definitely because i mean you you bought it didn't you well and apparently a hundred other people did wasn't it 400 400 yeah. yeah and we i actually remember calculating it so they were $40, and this lady sold 400 of them, so that's 16 k Let's just say, for example, she made a 50% profit, and 50% was spent on the products, which she turned into these little gift hamper things. That means that she made $8,000 over this small period of Valentine's. Like, eight k Who wouldn't want a spare eight k for their Valentine's present? I think that's pretty cool. But yeah, thanks for listening, Fano. Those were our tips. So, number one, save an emergency fund. Number two, number two, pay off all high interest consumer debt. Number three, make sure you have a nice, comfy safety net of cash. Number four, do your research. Number five, create a circle. And number six, increase your income. So, thank you, Fano, for listening. We really do appreciate it. Thank you. Did you want to do the disclaimer, Tama? The disclaimer is, we are not qualified financial people. Any advice we say is to be listened to, and yeah, we're not we're not qualified in this. Always seek your own advice from a qualified professional before making any large financial decisions. But we, we are qualified uni students. Definitely. And we're just here to have a cordial with Fano and make the conversations about money less strenuous and just make less, them less stressful. Make them more chill, make them more casual so that we can all be having cordial about money because that's how we improve as a culture, as a group and as a community, is by having open, transparent conversations so that we can get tips and secrets off each other. So thank you, Farno, and see you next time.